Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is created to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. And many of us, when we take the time to truly examine ourselves, will find some sort of shame, fear, or lies hiding in there. And it is never God's will for us to stay in bondage to those. It's His truth that sets us free from them. But there's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll also have a time of prayer where you will have a chance to respond to what God is inviting you into at the end of each episode. The truth will set you free so you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of shame, fear, and lies. Those aren't yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. Today is a very special episode. I am bringing one of my friends, Madeline, and I almost said your, oh, geez, I almost said your uh, maiden name. <laughs> yes. Lamana. But Madeline, yeah. Pena, did I say that right? Yes, that's correct. So Madeline, why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, who you are, what you're doing currently, fun facts, your family, anything like that. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's so fun to see you uh, creating this podcast and having people join. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's my joy to have you. Awesome. Yeah, well, my name is Madeline Pena, as you said, and I'm a mother to um, a 20-month-old and a 7-month-old, Judah and Arabella. And I have my lo- lovely husband, Marcos. He, um, yeah, him and I have been married for about three and a half years now. And currently, I am a stay at home mom. Um, I have been since my son was born, but I am exploring new territory and getting back into um, kind of marketing. And I've actually just now started uh, working with the children's ministry, which I'm so excited about, um, to help other parents. And then, yeah, I've just been um, dabbling a bit on social media and just getting uh, content out there to help other parents. So, um, yeah, it's been really exciting, really fun. One fun fact is that I've actually lived in Papua New Guinea, and it is you know, one of the most remote, isolated places on earth. So it was very amazing. Wow. And how long did you live there? Yeah, about three months. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Did you feel isolated when you were living there? I did. I definitely did. It feels like you're like literally back a thousand years. Like that's how absolutely different it is compared to America. Wow. I was like more than just island feel. It's like you are cut off from any mainland (laughs) yes yes I remember not having cell phone service and you know not being connected to the outside world hardly at all Mm -hmm. wow okay so Madeline the million dollar question here it is what have you been (laughs) set free from yes I would say it's worth more than a million (laughs) praise (laughs) God for all he has done it is just like a huge slew of things. So um, 
So as far as the things that I've been set free from, I would say starting just off the top of my head, um, definitely mental health issues. So I've overcome um, an eating disorder, uh, addiction, um, anxiety, depression, and yeah, it's just been a lot, self-harm, and then some of the the things I'm still overcoming are like codependency, people pleasing, perfectionism. But yeah, I grew up in a very abusive world, very abusive household. And um, it just created a lot of issues (laughs) in my life. Everything is all glory to God. He has set me free from all of this. Um, So I would say that it kind of started uh, my my healing journey started simultaneously with my spiritual walk with Jesus. So um, when I was totally radically saved by Jesus, um, I was just uh, in in very much despair. I was very depressed. I was addicted to a lot of substances. I was incredibly promiscuous um, and just really was super alone. So when Jesus saved me from that, I knew that I could no longer turn to those things um, to numb out the pain of the sexual abuse and the physical abuse and um, emotional abuse that I've experienced. So I was kind of in this weird in-between of, okay, so I can't numb anymore with these things, but I am still super broken. Jesus really took me on a journey of being uh, very, very humble. So I I humbled myself um, in order to be discipled. And I definitely turned to professionals for help. So my first therapist that I ever had was just absolutely amazing. Um, And I'm so thankful that I had her during that season of my life because it was really dark. I know a lot of Christians, when they first become believers, it can be like this really happy experience. And it was, there was a lot of joy to be found, but it was also incredibly dark and scary because all of my demons were coming out, you know, they weren't, (laughs) they weren't being soothed anymore. I wasn't being pacified by anything. um, And I really had to come to terms with everything that had happened to me and uh, what I had chosen to to numb myself with. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, after I was wrestling with the Lord um, and wrestling with myself on um, no longer turning to my addictions, there was still all these things coming up. So I still was pacifying myself. As a Christian, I could no longer go back to those things, right? Because that is like blatant sin. But then it was easier to kind of fly under the radar and feel like I wasn't doing anything wrong by, you know, using eating disorder. And then once I got out of treatment for that, then self-harm. So it's kind of just been like this long journey of not addiction hopping, as Mm -hmm. they say, but actually healing the root cause of the problem, you know, and I, I believe only Jesus can do that. And um, that's definitely something that I want to start being able to portray um, is just kind of the idea of where Jesus meets uh, mental the health, mental health world and therapy and everything. So mm-hmm. um, that's definitely something I am trying to work on. 
Wow. And so praise God, you are absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. And now you are a mother of two. And yes. so, so much of what you're sharing on social media and then working through currently is how do you not carry the past things that you've dealt with yeah. onto the way that you parent your kids. And so I would just love if you would define what you think cycle breaking is and then reparenting. Mm -hmm. I think that if anyone follows any parenting account on social media nowadays, they've probably heard one of those two terms. Uh -huh. So would you just define what they are for us? Yeah, the way I would define cycle breaking, and this is just kind of like from my own, my own words, but I would say that it is consciously deciding to not pass down generational trauma to your children. Mm. Yeah. And would you say the same for reparenting or are those like two different things that kind of go along together? Yeah, they definitely go along together, but they, they aren't the same. Well, let's say with reparenting, that is a way of breaking the cycle, right? So when we reparent ourselves, um, it's first we're becoming aware and conscious of our inner child and then identifying, you know, our inner child's wounds and parenting her in a new way. So cycle breaking is where you're parenting your children in a new way. So it kind of, mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, slightly different, slightly different. Yeah. This reminds me so much of just generational patterns. Like that's the term mm -hmm. that I know in my head. And then I mm -hmm. feel like cycle breaking is the same exact thing, just with a different name on it. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, well, you said, you said generational patterns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think cycle breaking is taking it one step further of actually breaking the patterns, right? So yeah. um, identifying and then breaking it is so, so important. Yeah. And I would just add to the reparenting that, you know, um, when we're parenting ourselves in a new way, our inner child, we are repairing hurts and healing. Um, and actually, it's really interesting because one of the best books on this subject is The Body Keeps the Score. Yes, um, I've read that. Yes. Such a good Have book. You? Yes, it is. And it's such a big, it's such a big one, but for great reason. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's definitely a great resource for anyone. But um, yeah, so as you would know, Jenny, then it, you know, it addresses how our trauma is forever stored in our body. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, the idea behind reparenting. It's like the trauma's there. Um, even if our minds have forgotten or our minds have numbed it out, that doesn't mean that our body won't remember, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So re when we're uh, reparenting, we are acknowledging that trapped trauma, basically. So we're talking about this in context of you parenting your two children, and this obviously yeah. does apply to all parents, but would you say it's just for parents or do you think it applies to anyone else? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that this can definitely apply to anyone listening, because even if you don't plan on becoming a parent, this is still important for you and for your inner child. Um, if you feel like there's pieces missing for your inner child and then um, it's just, it's important for, for the world. I mean, when you're more whole and you're healed, you can better anyone around you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this, this can definitely help anyone, but um, you know, even as a single person, I was working on this stuff and I didn't know that it was going to be benefiting my children so much, but I'm so thankful I started the work when I did because gosh, that was, 
six was it six years ago seven years ago so I mean it's it's and I'm not anywhere close to being you know perfect so um yeah it takes a long time and so really anyone can start at any time and you will not be sorry for starting Mm -hmm. that's such a hopeful message like there's hope for everyone (laughs) yes totally totally and I would just say you know it's it's an incredibly important and especially important for parents because you're not only breaking your own trauma cycles but then you're not passing that down to your children so it's it's kind of you know multiplies in that way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so if someone's listening and they're like okay well how do I know if I need to break some cycles mm. in my own life what are some signs that would show them there is some yeah. cycle breaking to be done yeah definitely so um, like a little bit of my story and then I'll touch on some other things too so a little bit with my story it was you know, obvious, there's obvious things for anyone listening. So if you have any type of addiction, so addiction can even be addicted to screens, to social media, you don't have to be a a heroin addict to have an addiction, you know, so Mm -hmm. anything that you or numb that ultimately isn't um, resourcing yourself or resourcing Jesus, you know, is an addiction, basically. Um, And, um, you know, even if you're promiscuous, that can be you know, a big one, attention seeking. Um, Then there's codependency, perfectionism, people pleasing. And then if you've noticed, like you said, Jenny, the generational patterns or generational trauma, if you've noticed that, that's a pretty good indication. Like, oh, hey, my great grandfather and great great grandfather everyone in my family has had you know alcohol in their family that's you know yeah alcohol addiction in their lives that's a good indication that you know there's uh, some generational trauma Mm -hmm. and then if you've ever gotten a mental health diagnosis so um I would I would argue that that you know is always linked to trauma um but I could be wrong but in my experience and what I've learned and what I've heard other you know therapists talk about it's it's usually linked to trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if we're looking at our, you know, family and grandparents, great grandparents, whatever, and we see some patterns in there. Mm-hmm. So we think, okay, I need to start cycle breaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are some small steps that listeners can take to then correct those negative cycles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I would say first and foremost, uh, look at your relationship with Jesus seek him if you don't know him um he is the ultimate resource um but if you are a Christ follower then definitely reach out to your community don't be silent about it um reach out for support so that could be like a mental health professional or um even if you have like a mentor ask for prayer, small group leader, pastor, anyone you can reach out to, just start talking about it. It can be so easy to feel silenced, Um, especially when we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about generational trauma or trauma in general. There's always, pretty much always shame attached. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it can be hard to talk about, but um, doing that and making sure that whoever you're talking to is a safe person, that is really important. Like, Um, if they've proven themselves to be safe, because you don't want to overshare to someone who you're not sure is safe, because that can be pretty damaging. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, doing something artistic, like I know for me, um, 
going through some of my really dark times, like poetry, journaling um, can help a lot. If you write music, music can help. Um, all the arts I think are super healing. So just kind of starting to get it out there and um, creating and, and then just notice and be curious of yourself. That is super important. Not being judgmental of yourself, just noticing, hey, like, I, I have these thoughts or, hey, like I, I have this tendency and not being shameful because you've probably experienced enough shame and it's not going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And then just praying, asking Jesus, like how he wants you to work through it with him. Um, mm-hmm. And he is so gentle. He's so gentle. I like what you said about not judging our own emotions because that's where shame comes from really is that we feel things and then we judge ourselves for feeling those things. And it's never helpful to us. It's never helpful to our healing process or anything like that. Yes. So true. Yeah. Thank you so much for reiterating that because that is a big one for sure. Mm -hmm. So Madeline, where have you seen victories, little or big victories in reparenting yourself and bringing this healing to the Lord, knowing he's the only one who can truly make us, you know, that new creation in Christ. So where have you seen victories in how you now live your life as opposed to who you once were? Yeah, that is so good. Um, That's a great question. Um, Well, I know that over the past year, I've had some pretty big breakthroughs, I would say. Yeah, no, I would say that one of the biggest ones is that I'm no longer, um, no longer acting on my thoughts. That's a really big thing where I've noticed that like, I am not my thoughts. So basically, let's say I feel like self-harming. And, um, I noticed like, Hey, I don't have to do that just because I want to just, I can ride this wave of emotion and I will be okay at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's so important. I think even for parenting and that I was never given was that idea of co-regulating. So if we aren't given that co-regulator as a young child, it's really, really hard for us to regulate ourselves as adults. And so for me, um, for me, these emotions have always just been so big and so scary. And it's like, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z to, to soothe myself rather than just saying, Hey, I'm going to ride this wave and I don't have to soothe myself anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that that's been one of the, the biggest things that I've, I've seen. And then the other thing would just say, I would say is um, my thoughts are not my reality. So like, I, I think it's been really, really hard and I'm being super vulnerable here, but I've had some thoughts come up towards my kids where it is so left field and it is so, it's kind of dark and it's just not me at all. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past, if I would have had those thoughts about myself or my kids or anyone, I would have condemned myself and been like, oh my gosh, I'm just like a terrible person, you know, or, oh my gosh, that must be true if I'm thinking it. But now I've come to to grasp that that's not me. I honestly think some of those thoughts I have towards my kids is just my trauma speaking. It's just my inner child saying, hey, this is what you heard about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I take those as an opportunity to look back and say, oh, okay, that's where I was wounded. 
And there goes, you know, breaking the trauma cycle. I'm not going to think that about my kids, let alone act on it, let alone say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that's making sense. Yeah, that is. Um, no. it <laughs> sounds... I haven't actually processed that too much. <laughs> it sounds exactly like you are taking the verse of taking thought, taking every yeah. thought captive and teaching it to obey Christ. And that sounds like mm-hmm. you're applying it in your own life as you mm-hmm. walk out every day. Yes, thank you so much. But a lot of it has just been him personally coming to me and and working through it with him and my therapist and through prayer and um, Mm -hmm. just bringing him into my into my thought life. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, you know, the Lord helping you regulate those thoughts and emotions. And then you also have a therapist. And I think that's beautiful how like, they can both work together to be holistically healed. (laughs) Don't even get me started on the whole thing about Christians not having a therapist. I'm like, oh, brother, my therapist. Yeah, don't get me started. God has used my therapist, even my secular therapist like that I've had in the past. I mean, God has really used them. But right now I've had the same therapist for a few years and she's totally spirit led and totally just pours, you know, pours out the Lord's heart and helps me to um, navigate all of this with the Holy Spirit. So it's like, it's a ministry of hers, you know? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think, that, you know, the Holy Spirit is referred to in scripture as the counselor. So I feel yes. like that's, that's <laughs> argument enough that people can go yes. to therapy and still fully trust the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I, I think something else too, Jenny, that I did want to really talk about was just the fact that Jesus is the ultimate reparenter. Um, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm really trying to trying to convey and I've just been praying on okay how do I convey this especially to secular people because um because we can reparent ourselves right and Mm. that's that's something that the whole whether you believe in Jesus or not you can reparent yourself but I know from my own personal experience that sometimes I'm not even the best parent to reparent myself and Jesus is the ultimate parent and Mm -hmm. he's so gentle and so kind Um, So I would just say that, you know, he is the one who can really do that, that deep, deep work that even we can't do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't have the Lord, there is maybe an element, a level of healing you can reach, Mm -hmm. you know, totally about Mm -hmm. it, you know, by yourself and then with others, your community, a therapist. But then when you have the Lord, it's, it just isn't on a whole new level. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it, he, what Jesus can do is he can redeem the situation, right? I mean, we know that he's the great redeemer. So not Mm -hmm. only can he take it away, but he can actually make something beautiful out of the, out of the dust. Yeah. 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 I love that about him. (laughs) Yes, I know. Me too. (laughs) So Madeline, do you have any final encouragements for listeners who are, have been listening to this episode and they're just like, okay, now it's time for action. What would you encourage them with? Yeah, I would definitely say um, don't be complacent. You know, don't just listen to this and um, not take a step forward if you have something on your heart that you feel like you need to work on. I would definitely say to ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, ask our Father, you know, what you 
need to work on if there's anything. Um, I think oftentimes uh, we can numb out our trauma or just kind of disregard it, but that isn't going to really help ultimately in the long run. So just being really aware of yourself, really kind, very curious towards yourself, be compassionate. Um, And it's okay if you aren't ready to take those steps, but eventually I would, you know, I would work towards that and ask the Lord to give you strength. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the beautiful things is like when we go about this healing journey with the Lord, the pressure is not on us, you know? Yeah. We kind of just surrender the fact like, okay, well, I can't really deeply change myself, but he can, and he's fighting for me. Hallelujah. Yes. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. So Madeline, if someone is scrolling through their Instagram and they want to find you, how would they be able to do that? (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You can search me at, my handle is at whole mama, whole baby. And that's W-H-O-L-E whole. Well, thank you so much for being the guest today, Madeline, because you have a lot of just experience and wise things to say about your encounters with the Lord and how he's brought you through deeper healing. Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. This was such a pleasure. I really appreciate this. And it was great to speak with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. Since you're a dedicated listener and made it to the very end of the episode, I have two gifts for you. One is that I have a free resource linked in the show notes for you. It's a resource created to help you take the truth you've learned either in this episode or in a previous one and apply it to your life. The second gift I have for you is access to my seasonal playlists. Every season, summer, fall, winter, spring, I create a regular playlist and a worship playlist that will be ongoing throughout the season. And you'll be able to follow it on Spotify if you need some good boogie tunes. Because let's be honest, in another life, I would have been a DJ. So you now have full access to meet all your seasonal music needs in the show notes. As always, I love hearing from you. So follow me on Instagram and send me a DM of how this episode impacted you. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the website. By doing this, you'll help me get more amazing guests on the show in the future. I'll be releasing new episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.